1: stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the
2: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsink. And with me today, all the way from across the pond, hopefully, the Ghostfinder General himself, <laughs> the most taunted Richard Felix.
0: Good evening, I'm back. <laughs> Do you, you know what I mean? I-
2: when I, I finish that, I always hold my breath, though I want to hear your voice, you
0: know? <laughs> I just think you do. I don't know what... I, I think one of the problems I've got, Ron, is... It, I mean, obviously, I went to, I went on holiday for one week. I do apologise for that, guys. Um, but um, that last week, um, well, we had a thunderstorm. And you see, I live in the middle of nowhere. I live a third of a mile across the fields uh, mm-hmm. on a very in a very, very old farmhouse. And um, it thundered, and that was it. The, the lights... Went the phone went the internet went everything went wow. and um, the, again being out in the middle of nowhere they told me it was an engineer going to come and come and sort me out straight away yeah, they right. didn't turn up till the following morning <laughs> unbelievable
2: unbelievable yeah it is
0: but uh, never mind the sun is shining there is no sign of thunderstorms so I reckon with a bit of luck and a prevailing wind I might be able to get through the whole show <laughs>
2: that would be a treat. <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs>
2: any, yeah. Anyway, you, you, you know, it's funny, Is is uh, a while back, we had uh, some real nasty weather here in Massachusetts. We actually had tornado, if you can believe it. Oh, yeah. It, and uh, but we had severe thunderstorms in the region i was in and uh, they were rolling in quickly and i started to power down my computers and i got my new one down and the second one which was older like me is very slow so uh unfortunately just in the middle of shutting down we lost power and i lost my hard drive
0: oh really yeah so yeah, that was I mean, that was awful yeah you see the this this world of ours this earth mm-hmm that we've treated so badly um, over the years, it it, it still has a way of fighting back, doesn't it? Oh, you think that's what it is, huh? It's kicking our butt? Is that what the purpose of it? I'm beginning to wonder, because things are are getting worse. Um, You know, I mean, as you know, I'm not a religious person, Mm -hmm. but uh, there are times when I think that... the Earth's fighting back, and uh, we, we've made such a bad job of it, you know. <laughs> uh, we are slowly destroying ourselves, aren't we? And I, I don't know. You see, I, I, although I'm not religious, I'm, I'm, I'm getting more and more into the, into the pagan way of, of things. Uh, really? Believing that we, we come from Mother Earth, and we go back to Mother Earth. And, and I think that, you know, Mother Earth isn't very happy with the way we're, we're, we're treating our, our mother at the moment. It's funny you mention it? that, because do you know who we have on the show today?
2: Uh, come on, tell me. We have a pagan, a witch. Uh, Not only a witch, we have uh, a very special witch. Uh, she was the mentor for my partner, Maureen Wood. So without further ado, why don't we bring in Carol White. Hello, Carol. Hi, Ron. And Hi, how you doing?
3: Oh, hi. (laughs) Actually, I'm not pagan. I'm Wiccan.
2: You've got to explain what the hell is the difference between pagan and Wiccan.
3: It's two different beliefs, actually. Pagan is an actual religion, right? And Wiccan can be either a science or a religion, right? Mm. But they they are very, very very different, right? They're, They're similar in some ways, and they're different in a lot of other ways. Right, they uh Wiggins don't believe in all the gods and goddesses that the pagans do, but uh Wiggins have gods and goddesses, more goddesses than gods. Right. And okay. they do and and they do a lot with Mother Earth.
0: Yeah. yeah. Right? I mean, correct me um, if I am and... Sorry. No, Sorry, go
2: Richard. ahead.
0: Richard? That, yeah, I would say. Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, Wiccan, um, the Wiccan, was the wise one in the village originally. Is that correct? The craft of the wise.
3: Yes, that. Yes, that is. That's what. That's what they called
0: her. Yeah, yeah. And, and in fact, it you was. You know, I mean. It was the church, was ahead. it not? That the, It was the church, was it not? That that, that basically demonised you uh, and changed the name, if you like, from Wiccacraft to, to, to Witchcraft. It did. I and a lot that. of the
3: things that the, a lot of the things that the church does are the same things that you do in a ritual if you were doing a circle with Wiccan. I mean, mm-hmm. you have your, you have like cakes and ale where you serve bread yeah. and wine, right? You have candles. You have an altar. You have incense. Yep. Yep. Right.
0: Absolutely. So it's a, it's a, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so basically, you were hijacked um, by the church, weren't you?
3: You kind of. <laughs> you know, you
2: know, I'm and... not going to sit here and take that. You know that, right, Richard? <laughs> come on,
3: let's
0: <then>. try <laughs> back at okay. Okay. No, it back this.
2: No, in re- in reality, Richard is right because we all know that the church is run by men, and men are not infallible. And uh, you know, but on the other line, it's time to let go. I mean, it, we'll never go ahead as brothers and sisters, if we always go to the past and blame each other for what happened in the past.
0: Yeah, hey, hey. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right, that's true. Definitely true.
3: But one of the, you know, when he was talking about the weather and everything like that? Exactly. My, yeah. my, gra- my grandmother was a witch also, right? And she told me years ago when I was little that we were going to have a lot of problems with the weather because of all the space. Flights that they were sending up, that they were breaking in the in the <clears throat> atmosphere, and that this would change the seasons. And she told me back in the 50s and 60s that when we got up to this time, that we weren't going to have April showers anymore. We'd be having showers in June instead of in April or in May, and everything would be changed around. And she said that uh, the weather would change, and days would get warmer, and other times would get colder, mm-hmm. and there'd be a lot of storms. And a lot of ha- a lot of this had to do with Mother Nature, like the gentleman was talking about. Where you know, whatever. If you take from from nature, from Mother Nature, you should return to Mother Nature. Correct. When you're picking flowers. You should say thank you for this beautiful flower that you're giving me. Hmm. Instead of just taking and ripping something off of a tree, because you just hurt a tree by ripping that thing off of the tree. Instead of asking the tree, can I share your flowers with you?
2: Yeah,
3: what if if the tree says no, though? That's, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Then leave the flowers alone.
2: Damn, you know what I mean? But in reality, that's true. I mean, all, all living things does have some type of a consciousness, and I, and I really believe this. Uh, years and years ago, back in the 70s, uh, when I first started my educational products company, I had a uh, product called the Plant Talker, and basically it was a biofeedback device for plants, and we could connect it to a plant, the electrodes to a plant, and the plant would uh, react. To different stimuli whether it be smoke cold when people different people it did not like it in this uh, reaction would be converted into an audible sound so it was pretty interesting so i, I do believe everything everything has energy to it yeah
3: I, i've heard that i've heard that definitely and, and when they say people talk to their plants or they play certain music for the plants mm-hmm. um yeah. that 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 works perfectly, I mean the plant knows you just like your pet knows you if you if you have a plant and I mean as long as somebody isn't in the other room listening to you talk to your little blue lilock, <laughs> hopefully that they're, they're not talking back to you right I mean that plant will grow better than if you just leave it lay there and water it every couple of days,
0: yeah, and that's proven fact isn't it I mean even um Prince Charles um, apparently is a great believer in in um, his plants and his flowers in his in his in his garden. It, it, it's real. It's a fact. Uh, uh,
2: yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And and you know, it it always cracks me up because people like from Peter and uh, vegetarians, they always, you know, they think, well, I'm not eating meat, therefore I'm not. You know, killing any life, yeah. but when you, you certainly, when you destroy plants, you destroy destroying life in, in itself. But I mean, that's that's not a bad thing because you know uh, we need to sustain ourselves and be part of a, a greater uh, good, basically. Um, it,
3: that's true. I mean, you you have to. I mean, that's there, the, the law of nature and the and the. You know, you have to eat, whether it's vegetables or meat, right? And, you know, the little city minnow is going to be eaten by a trout, and the trout is going to be eaten by a bluefish, and the bluefish is going to be eaten by a whale, right, right? or a shark or something like that, and we're going to be eating shark meat.
1: This is true. I
3: mean, it's a a form of nature that, you know, people have have to do this. But in the end... When the shark dies, and he goes down to the bottom of the ocean, and became part of the ocean, and those little creatures that clean up things like lobsters and stuff—everybody mm-hmm. loves lobster—they're the ones mm-hmm. that clean up the mess at the bottom of the ocean, right? Um, right. But I mean, the, in the end, that all goes back down, and it starts all over again. The cycle.
0: Mm-hmm. Now we, now, we, we wish- become. Well, I'm sorry, Richard. Uh, Sorry, okay. I say we, and again we become we become one with with Mother Earth. You know, we right. come from the Earth and and we return to the Earth. We do. Um, whether we just return to the Earth as fertilizer, <laughs> or whether something goes somewhere else, you know, that's the big question, isn't
3: it? I think a lot of people believe a lot of different things. My mother just yes. passed away a week ago. Right.
2: Oh, and my sympathy. you uh, Carol, I'm sorry. Oh, thank
3: you. Because she was 93 years old, and she lived a very long life, right up to the last three years when she had. We had to put her in nursing home. But my mother's belief, and I could not change her at all, right, was that when she died, she was going to go to heaven, right? And God has a table up there, and all of her relatives and friends were going to be there, and she's going to have fish and French fries with my father. <laughs>
2: I may, I may belief. join her, Carol. You know that, right?
3: You know, I mean, that was her belief, and that's the way it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, you couldn't say to her, Mama, you don't eat in heaven. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, we don't know if we eat in heaven. Or we don't whatever know. We that's, do the, anyway. that's the key. We right? don't know. Right. You know, I mean, um, you don't know if we're going to eat in heaven. And my mother's main question, not to be food or scenery like that, is, how am I going to go to the bathroom when I get to heaven?
1: <laughs> oh boy.
3: <laughs> and I mean this is a ninety three year old woman. I said, Well, Mom, I said, I can't answer that question for you but you know, I said, one of these days you can come back and tell me how you do it. <laughs> but you know,
0: at I, least I, she I, had a belief. Uh, <laughs> and obviously I would imagine died died happy because of what oh, yeah. she believed. Which is wonderful, that's yes. what it's all about.
3: Yep, that's it. I mean, and then you—I didn't want to change her beliefs. I mean, she wouldn't believe that you know we were a little twinkle in the sky someplace. She'd say, "You know, how am I supposed to tell what your father looks like? If everybody up there looks the same, how can I see him? How am I going to know it's him?"
2: Mm. Uh, you, you, you know, what's interesting is that my mom passed away last year. In fact, twenty-first uh, is the anniversary of her death. And uh, before she left, I, I, I had some nice talks with her, and, and I remember one on. Uh, that I I asked her, I says, my dad had passed away years and years ago, and and I says, well, are you going to be with with dad up there in heaven? And she says to me, well, maybe sometimes. <laughs> I thought that was funny. You know, you like you you're yeah. going to spend your forever with it, but but she said no. You know, maybe that's not the way it is. Maybe it'd be great to see him again. Of course, I loved him very much, but you know, uh, there are other things that we'll be doing, and it's like oh, okay. <laughs> yeah.
3: Hello you got to have your angel training and, you know, music school so you know how to play the harp. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and they, they have to send down a couple more guardian angels for me
0: because God knows I need them. <laughs> <laughs> Not as many as I do. <laughs>
3: oh, there's a lot of them around. But I everybody has a guardian angel, no matter what religion you believe in or whatever. There's some yeah, you can I believe them, in angels. I, I definitely God. believe in angels. You might call them a guide.
2: You might call them a guiding angel, which is whatever your particular beliefs are. uh but yep, you, it's true. You know, Carol, you, you now are working for a particular place in Hebron, uh, um, I understand.
3: Yes. And, and what, we, what is we, it? ch- It's We Chai. Um, it's off of Washington Square, and um, this Saturday I'm going to actually be doing a circle in the park at Washington Square. Um, it's going to be a well, it, it's going to be a moon circle because it will be the, the, the full moon. But it's going to be a circle of love because they're going to be doing a lot of healing and things like that. And it's not a love where. Um, you know, I can say, oh, I want John Doe to be my lover, right, because you don't want that kind of a love. You want a special person. You don't want to leave it, give a name for it. But it's more of a love where we're going to try and show that um, if, if the man is out of work and he has children, all right, give him $20 to have him cut your grass and take the day off and sit there and just have a glass of lemonade and watch him. And then when he's done, offer him a glass of lemonade, right? Or take the homeless person to McDonald's and buy him breakfast, right? Um, If you can show this kind of love to somebody, and in the circle what I'm just going to do is we're going to extend our left hand to the person that is on the left of us and just say, I love you and I wish you peace and happiness and then have that person do the same thing to the next person until they go completely all the way around the circle. And then when the circle breaks up, we're going to ask them to go and find their relatives and their friends and just have a little get-together where they can sit down and just hold hands and tell them that they love them. And if that person goes and tells their friends that they love them, right, you can just show so much of this love to so many people in a matter of days. Hmm. I,
0: mean, I like it. I, I mean, it's makes, fun. Yeah. Oh, thank you. If it only more uh, for. Love, love makes the world go round. Something yeah. like
3: that. It's kind of like oh, that that Pay long. It Forward. Yeah. Uh, like, did you ever see that movie Pay It Forward?
2: No, no, I have
3: not. Huh? Oh, that that that's an excellent movie. It has Russell. No. Russell Crowe? The other one that looked like Russell Crowe. Ron Colick? Ron <laughs> <laughs> <He's> feeding. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> uh, oh, I can't think of what his name is. But he looks I, I keep thinking of him mixed up with Russell Crowe because he looks so much like Russell Crowe. But it has him, and, and it's just that this little boy does a, a history a, uh, experiment where he goes and does three good things for people.
1: Uh-huh.
3: And then each one of those three people does something good for three other people. Mm. And, in the end, and in the end, which I don't want to interrupt the story, but anybody right. who wants to watch a movie, something happens to a little boy, and when this happens, thousands of people show up that have all done this by just pay it forward. Oh, okay. So it's like a Ponzi so scheme. It, yeah, but then you don't get anything for it. Oh. You give instead.
1: Uh-huh.
3: What you're doing is you're giving. You're giving either an hour of your time to help some little old lady in the grocery store right. find something. Right? No, it's or, a great thing. Know. It really is, yeah. That's
0: great. Oh. And I think you by giving, I think uh, that you do receive... Um, there's nothing. There's nothing on this earth better than than, than giving to someone and, and receiving, receiving their thanks. You know, I, I think that we we do receive something when we give. Uh, I'd much rather give presents than receive them. To be honest with you, I think it's wonderful.
3: I, I believe that totally, right? Mm. And I mean, mm-hmm. I, I I'll, I've taken and bought bottles of water at the grocery store and saw a kit. Pushing the barrel, pushing the the carts around, and just took a bottle of water and ran over and handed it to them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it doesn't I mean, cost. It's just that little, the little tiny itty bitty thing that, and you know, or if you if you see somebody and they're just walking into the store and you're walking out of the store, and you say good morning and smile at them.
0: Oh, yeah. I was just going to say that. You know what what does a smile cost? Uh, but it can yeah. make. To make an old lady or an old guy, uh, it can ma- it can completely make their day, because you may be mm-hmm. the only person that they speak to all day, or or that smiles at them, and it costs nothing. No, nope, it costs nothing
3: at and that person may turn around and smile to the next person that they see.
0: Correct. Yeah, I think that's wonderful. Yeah, I think that's what you know. If, if, it it wouldn't be hard, really, to sort the world out, would it? But uh, I don't know why we can't.
2: Because we're
0: too individual with too too many needs. Too self-centered, too big, Exactly, exactly. Our own self-importance. Exactly. Um, too greedy, too everything, aren't we? Too is the word. But anyways, yeah. I, I also
2: want you to mention, Carol, that uh, you're also going to be doing a Spell of the Month, I believe, there as well?
3: Yes, they're going to start a new class. And I'm going to be teaching a spell of the month. We're going to I'm going to put together like a spell for each month, right? Either something to do with that particular month, right? Um, like at Christmas time, we could do candle masks or something like that, right? Um, uh, in in September, um, you know, we can have a harvest festival with a harvest spell, to, you know, to 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 bring good luck into what you what you picked from your garden, right, and, mm-hmm. to, get it through, and get, to get you through the winter and stuff like that. Right? So, but I'm going to do one spell each month. Right? I don't know how he's going to set it up exactly yet, but um, we haven't actually got in, into it. In fact, one of the girls is supposed to be coming to my house tomorrow, and we're going to talk about it. Okay, that sounds but really interesting.
0: Tell me well, yeah. something, Carol, uh, about a spell would a spell work on someone if they didn't know about it? Oh, good question.
3: Okay, um, a spell now. If the person, all right, say so we have a. Per... It depends on whether or not this you're doing a spell to help this person, or doing mm. a first a spell to attract this person to you, or if you're doing a spell like, say. This woman's daughter is on drugs, yep. and she can't get off of drugs, all right? And the woman wants you to do a spell for her daughter. The spell is not going to work unless the daughter wants you to do the spell.
1: Yeah, and then was. the
3: daughter has to want to do the spell. She has to drink the tea, right? Yep. She has mm-hmm. to hold on to that stone and hold on to the stone and say, I'm not going to take this pill. I do I don't need this needle, I don't need this, this smoke, or I don't need this alcohol, right? And, you know, I take a couple of sips of the tea and hold on to that stone, so that you're taking to actually, the spell is something actually to work into the person's mind. Yes, yes. Right? And, yes. and you really have to do, when I do my, these, these classes, I'm going to do a spell in the class and do a circle yes. and do a spell in the class then I'm going to have it prepared that each little each person will have a packet to bring home with them, and it will be the spell that we've done. But they will go home and do this spell, and they will put their own energy into it because it's so much better when you do a spell for yourself that you really, really want to something, even if it's to help someone, that that person is there with you so that their energy can go into the spell too. If you can do spells where you want to attract somebody, but I like I told um a friend of, of Maureen's years ago who wanted a love spell, I said, I don't think you should do that. I said, because, I said, once you get that spell and that person comes to you, it's going to be awfully hard getting rid of it. But, oh, no, he wanted that spell done. And then about six months later, he wanted to get rid of the girl, and he was <coughs> having an awfully hard time trying oh, to get rid you know, so it's always best and spells like um money spells. People are always asking for money, looking right. for money. Right? right? You're not gonna you're not gonna do a spell where you can win the mega bucks. Right? Glory Cabot can't win the mega bucks,
1: right?
3: <laughs> you know, Linda you can't win the mega bucks. And these are great witches, right? Uh the, to do a money spell what you do is you you ask for for what is needed so that I can pay my bills. You know, could you please find a way for me I'm I'm kind of low on money right now. Could you please find a way for me to take and get a little extras so that I can pay this bill that's coming up. Right? And then all of a sudden what will happen is that uh okay, you're you were on Medicaid, Medicare and you were paying end up paying like $10 each time you went and got your medicine, well, they followed up on you. So now they've just sent you back a check for $100 because you were only supposed to pay $5 for each one of your prescriptions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, this is how you get it. You don't want to take and have some great aunt, even though you don't know, or pass away and leave you all her money. Right. But, <clears throat> you know, but you, you do want to be able to put your hand in your pocket and come up with the right change.
2: Exactly. Carol, you're not going to believe this, but this half hour is just flown by.
3: Okay. Well, I enjoyed talking to you, and I enjoyed. We, we do, too. You. I,
2: I've been trying to get you on Facebook, and I cannot find you. So if you would please uh, friend me, Ronald Kolick, K-O-L-E-K. I already uh, did. did it. I did oh, it. Oh,
3: sweetie.
2: Half an hour ago. Yeah, <laughs> sweetie. <laughs> so, Carol, thank you so much, and uh, blessed be
3: Okay, bless be. All right. Nice. Bye-bye, everybody. bye yeah, my love.
0: Bye. Wonderful. All
3: right. Thank
0: you. Bye-bye. Yeah,
3: that was pretty cool.
0: But, uh, yeah, there's a lot to,
2: to, that we don't know about, uh, you know, witchcraft. At least I don't think so anyways. So.
0: I agree with you. Again, it's, I think it's so much to do with energies. That's what Carol just mentioned at the end, you know, um, energy, um, the mind. It, it's all so much so much what's going on within, within our own minds and within our own bodies and within the, the, the earth that, that we just we just don't understand um you know we, as i say we're we've still got our blinkers on or blinders you call them don't you over there yeah blinders you know it's time we took them off and started looking around but we don't I agree so
2: anyways, we have to take our break right now. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Richard Felix and Ron Kolick on Toginet, Ghost Channel, X Radio, and beyond. And we'll be right back after the following messages.
1: Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. And spooky, they all talk outly gooky. The Parrax family, the shows are paranormal. Not stuffy, but informal. The topics are abnormal. The Parrax family, they're strange, deranged, unrestrained. So, grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous.
0: I am brave beyond belief. Nothing yeah, we'll see.
3: Scares
2: me.
0: Except so, anyways, if
2: you're bored and you got nothing to do on Wednesday night, tune in to Ghost Chronicles: Next Generation with Anne and Ron. See you then. We are back. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Richard Felix and Ron Kolick. And we are on Tojanette Parax, Ghost Channel and beyond. So, um, anyways, Richard, I, I do want to mention this uh, one thing that we do have coming up. The, Karen O'Keefe, who I believe you know, right?
0: Of well, course, I know him. I know him very, very <laughs> well. I was on Most Haunted with him for, I don't know, the best part of th- two and a half, three years, I would think. Something like that. Yeah, good friend of mine. Yeah,
2: and uh, Chris Connolly uh, as well. They're doing this uh, charity event. It's called Just Giving, and basically they're trying to raise some money for uh, blood disease, I believe it is, for children. And they have it a little match. Uh, If you are a skeptic, you have to go to www.justgiving.com slash Karen O'Keefe. Or if you are the believer, you have to go to www.justgiving.com slash Chris Conway 1. So they're having a little contest to raise money. And uh, if you'd like to give, whatever it is, you know, if it's a pound or five pounds or a hundred pounds, whatever, uh, go to the website and... and, uh, you know, give a little. It's for a great cause. Sounds and, interesting. And you know what? Sounds
0: good. Good idea, isn't it?
2: So who are we, are we supporting? Are we supporting Karen or Chris?
0: Us? Us oh, yeah. my goodness. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how, you listen. How should we you speak, speak Ron. You tell me
2: who we're supporting. You know what? I, I'm like, you know much how much uh, Dr. Pooh drives me nuts. Yeah. But you know what? I'm going with the doctor. So if you if you want to give something, uh, give it to the doctor site. Wow, how do you I'm know a, that? I'm amazed. I you um, doctor, huh?
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I I have to go with with Chris. Um, uh-huh. because I, I you know you know I'm a skeptic. You know I, I I believe that a lot of it can be explained, but I genuinely believe that there is something there. Um, there is a, and what 's it a ghost you know that a ghost of word, we all know right. that, um, but there is something out there, we go on to something else there 's no doubt about that in my mind uh, i 've done a lot of you know i 've done a lot of research i 've done a lot of talking to people and and I know that there is something else it, i don 't believe it to be heaven and hell and all that sort of thing, but I believe there is something else i 'm um, not the biggest believer in mediums, as you probably know, Mm -hmm. but I am a great believer in Chris Conway. Um, He's the most down-to-earth, genuine sort of guy that I've met for a long time. And Mm. um, we are singing from the same hymn sheet, he and I, so I have to go with Chris Conway. Oh, isn't that interesting? Give money to Chris Conway, guys. You know, if I had a bet uh, before this started,
2: I would have thought that you would have backed Karen and I would have backed Chris, but then, as it turns out,
0: oh, funny. I knew nothing about this. We haven't rehearsed this or anything. No, um, no. I didn't actually know anything about it until you just mentioned it. Um, I think it's a great idea. Any way anyway, of, of raising um, raising money for for blood disease for ch- anything for children, uh, I think is is, is absolutely uh, very commendable. Um, but uh, yeah, I have to go with. You see, people. Someone said to me. A few years ago, do you believe in mediums? Mm-hmm. And I said, I believe in ghosts. So <laughs> I have to believe in mediums.
2: I guess that's true.
0: Isn't that right, really? Mm. Um, but I believe there are a lot of, you know that as well as I do, a lot of mediums out there that aren't genuine. But then again, S- there are a lot small of... Small mediums. Small mediums and larges, yeah. But I mean, there are also a lot of bank managers out there that aren't genuine. And a lot of bankers and you know what i mean so you know there's, there's, it's the same in every profession but uh, i have to say um although i didn't work with chris on most haunted mm-hmm. um I've, I've met him a few times because you you i think you know where he and i are doing this series of uh, um theater shows uh in september october and november called um, psychic and science Ooh, that sounds and good. I've, yeah. met him, I've met him three or four times already mm-hmm. and i i find him to be a very credible guy and okay he sort of he believes in some of the things he doesn't believe in demons he doesn't believe in in every every spirit being a bad one you know um, right. yeah he's he's a good guy so uh, yeah i'm going with him
2: Okay. (laughs) I'm going to post that link on my website, anyways. And uh, very shortly, we will have a fan page for uh, Ghost Chronicles International. uh, I do want to announce Nori Miles is our new producer. No, indeed. Welcome,
0: Nori. Nice to, if you're listening, I'm sure you are. Not spoken to you for a long time, but well done. I'm very pleased. Looking forward to working with you.
2: She'll put us back on the right track. Anyways, that's great. Uh, we do have a question from the TojiNet chat room, and it uh, actually came in the first half of the show, but uh, I wanted to hold it off to the second half yeah. when you or I were on here. And this is from Heather, uh, and she must be from the U.K., because she is going to uh, a ghost hunt at the RAF Hopton. Holp- Hopton, yes. Near Hull. Yes. Oh, God, stop moving on me. Uh, where is that, Uh, near Hull in October, and I've never been on one before. Have you got any tips?
0: Uh, Tips? Yep. Well, do you want me to start, or are you going to start it?
2: Well, since it's your neck of the woods, uh, first of all, have Uh, you ever investigated there?
0: I haven't. I've never been. Okay. Um, It's a strange place, because... It's. I believe it's not not what we expect. I don't. I, I say I've never been. This is only uh, what I've I've heard. Um, that it's actually some form of mm, command center or something for uh, nuclear bunkers and that sort of stuff. Um, I don't. I might be wrong here, but I don't believe that it was an operational airfield okay. that had that had plane crashes on it. But I might be wrong. It may well have been that before before it became a a nuclear sort of place and and my my concerns about that has always been um you know how many people died in a nuclear explosion on that base none i would imagine Uh, perhaps one or two people someone may have had a heart attack there someone may have may have died in the construction of the building but it it, i I'm, i'm surprised if it's that if it's that haunted unless it, it's something I don't know about, and it, and it was an RAF base or an American Air Force base during the Second World War. But I would, as my advice is to go with an open mind. I always say that wherever you go, um, and who knows? Who knows what may happen? I, I know a lot of people um, investigate the place, and people come away with, with amazing results. So perhaps I'm perhaps I'm talking out the top of my hat. Perhaps I don't know the place well enough. But go with an open mind and enjoy it. Any anything else? I mean, as far as I mean, what would you
2: uh, would you have her uh, bring anything special
0: or? Yeah, I would. I would. I would um, certainly bring uh, anything. Any kit she's got, camera. Obviously, cameras, um, video cameras, I still think they're as important as anything. Um, the usual, whatever, If you EMF meters and thermometers. But again, for me, you see, I, <laughs> I have to say I don't believe them to be ghost detectors. Um, I believe them to be a scientific way of proving to you, yes, that lady did sense uh, a three-degree drop in the temperature. But it still doesn't prove that, that it was a ghost that did it. Uh, again, open mind. Um, I believe the best ghost detector in the world is you or your dog. Mm-hmm. You, you know what's interesting, uh, and
2: uh, uh, I think, it, it, you know, Karen O'Keefe is pretty much a very, very skeptical. But one of the uh, things when he was over here uh, uh, last time he was here, I forget what it was. Yes, yes. Time flies by. But he mentioned that temperature seems to be more associated with paranormal than any other phenomena, in that yeah. you can go back to the earliest times and, and see where their uh, temperature drops were recorded during paranormal activity. Yeah. So it seems you see, to I be believe
0: a- that to be an energy thing, yeah. um, a spirit or soul, I think you've heard me say this before, um, if, if the spirit or soul is... is- And I'm not talking of an entity, you know, an an intelligence or something that wants to do something to attract your attention, to speak to you, to appear in front of you. It needs energy. Um, Heat is energy. And so I don't know how they do it, but it, it draws the heat from the room to itself and uses that heat, uses that energy to materialize to, to, to appear, to, to move something, uh, to make a sound. Um, and that's why so often you get people say, I walked into the room and the temperature dropped dramatically, and then I saw this figure. And it, once it's used the energy up, it's like pulling the plug, isn't it? It vaporizes. Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's my belief in, in, in temperature drops, that the, the spirit, soul, entity, call it what you will, uses that energy from the room, that heat, draws it to itself, and causes a, a dramatic temperature drop, which is recordable, of course, with your thermometer. This is true. Mm. But, of course, the, the other problem I, I find with a lot of these you know, laser thermometers, for instance, that, that you know, you, you, you zap it, it, it hits the wall. Right. happens wherever, wherever that beam touches. All it does is record the, the temperature of the wall. Right. Which I, I believe is wrong. I think you're much better with a probe that you sort of dangle it, for want of a better word, in I the agree. area where the person says that the temperatures dropped. I absolutely agree. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or I think the other one, of course, is to have some form of, like, like a almost a, a table tennis bat or or something with you, so that when someone uh, you actually zap the um, uh, the laser beam onto the to the cork or whatever it is of the of the bat. Um, which obviously wouldn't be, wouldn't be cold, like a stone wall would be, or a brick wall, or something like that. But, you know, so many people sort of just zap these things, it hits the wall, and, oh my god, oh my god, the temperature's dropped dramatically, well, of course it has, because it's recording the temperature of the wall. That's true. True, which is cold. Um, right. and that's why again, I'm, I'm su- such a believer in, uh, oh, you know, in, in, in only us being, being able to detect um, spirits. Uh, and again, having an open mind helps. Switching off, relaxing. Um, more, as I've said before, more people see ghosts when they're on holiday because their minds are open, they're switched off. It's and, um, actually... To quote Kieran, to, to, to no. of course, with his hypnagogic state, as he calls it, you know, <laughs> as you just drift off into sleep, that sort of thing. Yeah. But, no, uh, yeah, it, I, I, I've, I've heard a lot of, you know, good reports about R.A.S. and so uh, go along, enjoy, and have an open mind. And, and, and it's important oh. to wear, wear comfortable clothing, too. A lot of people overlook that, but you,
2: right. you should wear, you know, good shoes, something that, that's, you know, got a good grip on it, and, you know, some very comfortable uh, clothing. Yeah, yeah, that's right, and, no
0: and again, you know, d- d- be prepared, I mean obviously it's, it's the middle of <laughs> summer, if, if that's what we can call it, mm-hmm. um, you know, don't, don't have anything that's going to be too hot, I don't know, I've never been to the place, but I presume that it, you know, if it's underground and it's all this, way, it could well be very warm down there, and as you quite rightly say, Ron, you, you don't want anything to occupy your mind that, that you don't have to, like being, comf- being hot, being cold, uh, that's what it's all about. Um, so interesting. I'd, I'd like I'd like her to report back to us afterwards. Let like us know what happened. Yeah. Okay. That That'll will be in October. So uh, Heather, if if you
2: are still listening, uh, yeah, report back to us. We would love to hear your experience there. That would be kind of neat, actually, wouldn't it? Yeah, especially if it was on Halloween. Oh, oh yeah. So, anyways, so we also have another question, uh, and this one is for me. And it, and uh, you know what. Uh, what? Uh, we'll get to, i think we'll we'll make that for you too but for me and, what is ron's favorite haunts in new england and then we'll, we'll say what is your favorite haunts for the uk and, and for uh, new england i i mean i've gone to oh boy a lot of a lot of places let's put it that way and everyone is a little different and everyone is very neat uh some of the the coolest places i've done were were private residences uh is, that you can't even talk about i mean others uh, like the Victorian out in Lemonster is, is, is a really a great place to go. The Lizzie Borden House, although, you know, people say, oh, it's been done so many times. It, it's neat. There's always something strange happening there. And, uh, of course, the lighthouses uh, are always fun. And, and forts, you know, forts are always yeah. great. And, and, and so, I mean, those are kind of my, my favorite places uh, to go uh, and, and thing. What about you, Richard?
0: Oh, gosh. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you, there's, there's one place um, called – it's a hall called Carnfield Hall. Carnfield, C-A-R-N, Carnfield Hall. Uh, it's not far from me, and, and it belonged to a very good friend of mine um, up until, oh, six to eight months ago. He actually sold it uh, and has moved into another, another haunted property instead. Um, it's, I, I refer to it as the most haunted house in Derbyshire. It's stately home, medieval but it's got it's got so many ghosts in it and then James, this very very good friend of mine um he's lived there he lived there for twenty twenty years, renovated it himself um, divorced from his wife and and lived totally alone in this very large medieval um stately home and um he he isn't frightened. Of, 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 living in it on his own, but would you believe he spends, spent every night under the bedclothes? Really? Yeah. He's, he's, he's a fabulous guy, he's a wonderful friend of mine, um, and yeah, he's not frightened, but he sleeps under the bedclothes, um, because, because of the ghosts in the house. I mean, it's, it's amazing. There's, there's, the, I think there's probably three murders took place in it, um, oh. it he could even show you the bedrooms where, 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 the, where the murders took place. and I mean, with, with robberies, um, death and destruction. Right back to, um, right back to medieval times. Um, and, and not only that, but his woods also were haunted. Um, they're the remains of parts of the old Sherwood Forest where, where Robin Hood um, used to hang out. And James could even take me to the tree where the guy hanged himself in the late 1890s. Really, in in the woods. Yeah, yeah. He showed he showed me the tree, um, and I'm actually planning on doing a, an an event uh, there in the very near future. Um, it's probably probably my favourite place. I'll tell you how favourite it was. Rob. James sold it as I say six eight months ago. I mm. wanted to buy it. I wanted oh, to wow. buy it, but I couldn't because I my my, my farmhouse here. Uh, is go- undergoing all manner of things for b- building works at the moment, and we weren't mm. in a position to sell. Right. But I, I, oh, I'd have loved Carnfield Hall because of its history, because of its ghosts. Um, uh, you,
2: you, Richard, would actually like to live in a haunted place?
0: Well, <laughs> <that's>,
2: <laughs> we go. That's, um, I, I am really learning all kinds of strange things about you today, my friend.
0: <laughs> I, 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 d- I have a problem. You know that. You know the problem is fear of ghosts. uh uh-huh. um, I, I believe that I, (laughs) this is a commercial, uh, this would have been a commercial move, of course. I just believe that that for me to have lived in, to live in that sort of place, or even a haunted castle, I could, I could, I could open it to the public, and I could do ghost events to my heart's content. But the problem I would have would be if I ever had to spend a night in the place alone. (laughs) I'd probably have to go and stay with someone. But yes, I would. I'd love a haunted property. I really would. But I don't know whether I could live in it. How would I find out? Can you imagine spending all that money on a place? And then not That's being true. able to stay there. But then, I know. I'll be honest with you, Roth, the number of nights that I ever spend alone, very, very, very remote, because Julia and I are here, and the, the, um, William's still with us and his girlfriend, and, you know, I've got three dogs and, and two cats and all that. But I don't know. Yes, I would. I'd like, I'd like to have bought him. But I couldn't, so I've lost it. And the uh, point. It's my favourite, probably my favourite haunted location. Um, apart from the Tower of London. And of course, Derby Jail. Derby Jail? Oh, I forgot that. <laughs> Derby Jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, got Dobby nice jail. <laughs> I've got a haunted place, haven't I? <laughs> Where I've seen a ghost. But uh, yeah, um, yeah, no, Canfield Hall. Fabulous, fabulous place. And I'm hoping and say, you know, watch this space, guys, because I'm hoping to do some events there, uh, including something outdoors in the woods. So uh, it could be quite good. It really that,
2: would be, that would be very interesting. Uh, one thing I do want to mention, Heather said she's going to bring, she listed some of the stuff in the Tojanet chat room what she was going to bring. And she said plenty of batteries. And that's one thing we always forget to mention, don't we, Richard?
0: That's so true. Because, again, you see, it, it's back to the, the energy job. Um, right. you're, you're bringing with you an energy source mm-hmm. that a spirit and soul somehow seems to be able to tap into very easily uh, and drains the batteries over and over again. We've, we've all had it wherever we've been on paranormal investigations, ghost hunts, where people's batteries have been drained. So, yeah, plenty of spare batteries. And don't, don't forget the crucifix. <laughs> and well, garlic?
2: No, no, no. Why would you? I mean, there's a guy. Well, who I do. You see, I always wear a crucifix. I, but uh, you, see, you don't believe in religion. You told no,
0: me. I know, but they did. Ah, uh, this is true. This is true. See, this is where I'm coming from. This mm. is, <laughs> this is what this is. Uh, this goes back to de- many, 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 many years ago. I used to do karate in the good old days, um, and we had a Korean. This is Taekwondo, Korean Karate. And we had a fabulous guy who used to instruct us, a ninth-degree black belt called Mr. Ki-ha-ri. And after the sessions, we used to go off drinking. We used to go back to friends' houses. And we suddenly got into this idea, this business, of doing Ouija boards. And we'd all probably had a few drinks, and we, we, we went back to this guy's house. And I was frightened to death. Because remember, I was only about 18 or 19 at the time. And remember, I've been frightened to go since I was four. Well, mm-hmm. there we are in this guy's old cottage with a Ouija board. And the awful thing is that and I, it blew my mind then because it started to move. But the amazing thing is that a young lady that was, was there uh, with us, that was member of the karate club, as soon as she walked into the room, the glass tried to throw itself off the table. And she was wearing a crucifix. And oh. came out. Boom, and she went back in again. When she came back in, the same thing happened. It tried to throw itself off the table, which we found quite, but the amazing thing is that when this guy, this Korean guy came in, it had the same effect on it. Now I don't, I do not know what religion he was. I haven't got a clue what, what, what Korean people's religions are, <laughs> but it didn't like him. And it yeah. tried to it literally threw itself off the table when he came in, and it wouldn't work properly until he went out of the room. And the same thing applied with the young lady with the crucifix. So what sort of spirit we got there, but ever since then I've always thought, and she's always, she used to say to me, you know, if you're frightened of ghosts, then wear a crucifix. And, and that's why I did, and that's why I, I wear one. And it's so funny because people say to me, what on earth are you doing wearing a crucifix? You don't, mm-hmm. you don't do religion anymore, and I say, no I don't. I wear this for them, not for me. hmm So, I don't know whether it wards them off or helps me. It helps me, in my mind, and I suppose that's all that matters, isn't it, really? Yeah. Uh, now I understand you. You were telling me a little earlier about there's a little bit of
2: controversy going over there in the UK. A today. lot,
0: yeah, a lot of controversy. Can't, can't even say well, it. Controversy, controversy. Yeah, there's a guy over here, a very famous guy, uh, called Professor Brian Cox, and he's a he's a physicist, I believe, and and he's, he's become quite famous on TV. He's done done some fascinating programs about the universe and beyond and whatever, and he's, he's quite. Become quite famous uh, in the in the 90s. Apparently, he was a keyboard player for in a pop group. But he's really come on. In, he's done very well for himself. Uh, great guy. And apparently, he caused an absolute storm at the weekend when he was on a, a BBC radio uh, program. Uh, and basically, he got a lot of complaints because they were talking about the paranormal. And and to to, to to actually read out his quote on Twitter afterwards, it says here, Just heard we got complaints about the lack of BBC balance about ghosts. There are some utter nobbers out there. Here is my official statement, which also has the benefit of being fact. There are no ghosts, so it would be silly to believe in them. So he said that. He said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are some utter nobbers out there. Here is my official statement, which also has the benefit of being fact. There are no ghosts, so it would be silly to believe in them. Well, it, it, was, in the, it was in the Daily Telegraph, apparently, about it, the big newspaper. Um, I got a phone call from the BBC on Saturday, would I come on the show and talk about it and, and you know, be, sort of be the voice of reason, which I did. Um, oh, good. And, Caused a, he's created quite a storm, you know. But people, people, I think they they are thinking that he was referring to people that believe in ghosts as being nobbers. I don't know what a nobber is, by the way. You don't <laughs> know? I,
2: I, you must know what a nobber is. That's got a, it's UK. It's certainly not American. No, no.
0: It's a, um, I, I think it's a bit like a, a, a dick <laughs> or something <No>. like that. <laughs> whatever it is, it, it's. Um, it's it's a bit rude, to say the least. But he says, you know, there are no ghosts, so it would be silly to believe in them. I I think that's such a a self-centred and bigoted approach Mm -hmm. um, that that none of us know. Of course, you see, basically what they're saying is, you know, there there is absolutely no proof whatsoever that ghosts... We know that. Mm -hmm. We all know that. But we also, you know, there is really no proof Well, there was no proof, as I've said before, that the the, the Earth was round until someone sailed round it. Um, And I just think it's such a very, you know, self-centered statement um, because, come on, Ron, you and I and and most of the guys that are listening to this show know that there are ghosts. Yeah, there's something there, that's for sure, some type of entity. Thing. You, you've you done just the same as me. You've spoken to, uh, I would imagine, thousands of people uh, mm-hmm. about ghosts. And, and thousands of people must have told you, just like they told me, their stories. Um, none of them, not one of them provable, as far as I know. I don't know whether you, you would agree with me. You know, you, they, they could not prove, they could not bring to us the ghost on demand. Right. Um, and yet... There is something in it because because so many people have seen something or heard something or sent something or felt something. Um, I, I'm totally convinced, totally convinced that that there is there is something there, and I would love love to get into some form of conversation with this guy. Um, well, maybe we can get him on the show, and uh, well, you never know. In, I mean, enlighten him <laughs> <laughs> uh, exactly because he he needs. And enla- I tell you the problem though, as I said, you see, the guy's a scientist. He's a, I believe, a physicist, amongst other things. And, and I think one of the biggest problems, of course, is, as I've said to you frequently, until someone starts to give this ghost business a realistic scientific approach and get, we get away from the Scooby-Doo side of ghosts, True. the scare- the nonsense and all of this, then science will never take it seriously. Mm-hmm. But there is something there. There's something out there. And, and I just wish that someone in the science world would come along and and, and offer a bit of support in, right. into trying to find out what it really is all about. Because we know well, it's mean there. Well, it's time to ratchet up, for my friend. No, uh, not already.
2: Yeah, but uh, if you guys are interested tomorrow night on Ghost Chronicles Next Generation, we were going to have Steve Parsons, who, who I believe you know hey! very well.
0: Hey, hey, give him my best regards. I've not spoken to him for ages. Uh, didn't you actually write a book with him or something? No, no. I, he he contributed to my to my book. He he, you know the, book, the what is a ghost book? I asked him for a comment of what he mm-hmm. thought was a ghost
2: fascinating oh. as well. Okay,
0: yeah, give so him my best be, regards.
2: I... He will be on tomorrow night, uh, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Ghost Chronicles Next Generation on Toji Net. And um, I guess, uh, oh, you know what we're doing, Richie, which is a lot of fun, and I know we're right out of time, but we're doing a ghost yeah. pirate cruise. So,
0: Oh, oh you're going to have, uh, what's his name? Captain, whatever his name is, I can't remember yep, his name. Yeah, he's going to be there. So anyways, until wow. next
2: week, we want to say good night and God bless everyone.
0: Talk to you guys! Bye-bye! Happy hauntings!
2: Bullies to ghosty.